Welcome and thanks for joining us again at the Dr. Sambanaris podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Institute for Veterans Health. For more information, call 678-580-6700. We're here again with Dr. Sambanaris to talk about the Institute for Veterans Health, a project that is near and dear to his heart. I know that's a passion project for you. Tell me why you established the Institute and why it's important. Working with the veterans is important because I'm a veteran. My time in service was post-Vietnam when it was not a good thing to be affiliated or associated with the military. For that reason, there, there was not anybody from the USO standing at the airport welcoming you. A lot of veterans from that era kind of went underground. They got out of the service, they grew their hair long, they grew beards. It was better to not be associated or affiliated with service. For that reason, you know, they didn't always get the help that they needed, especially some of those Vietnam veterans that had post-traumatic stress disorder because it was a mental condition. And mental conditions, that's more your issue. It's not a real issue. It's you. You either deserved it or you're just trying to get benefits. And it was just kind of left. People suffered and they suffered and self-medicated. So they self-medicated with alcohol, they self-medicated with uh, marijuana, they self-medicated with uh, opiates. And between symptoms and inability to control your meds through self-medication, they lost jobs, they lost their friendships, they lost family relationships, they lost a lot of things, they lost careers. I just thought there's a better way and decided that with the work that I did in medical research that I could try and integrate medical research and do something for the veterans. And so we just started our Institute for Veterans Health. Let's take care of you. When a veteran comes to you for help, how does the process work? It all begins with a good evaluation. We wanna know what's going on. Based on that evaluation and our findings, try and determine you know, the diagnosis. With the diagnosis, are there any comorbid symptoms that are going along with it? So you can have PTSD, with very significant depression, we may say we probably should go after the depression first. There are individuals where it's just PTSD, lots of anxiety, and let's go after the PTSD. So we then lay out a uh, treatment plan. Treatment plan is really options. Option one, we have a medical research study that's an option. We will present information, you know, what's the study about, what's involved, why would this be a good option for you? but we leave the decision to the vet themselves to decide. Another option is go through the private practice side. And then third option is maybe some combination where it may not be an official research study. We may take a medication, use it off-label. It's not approved for specific diagnosis, but we have experience, we have knowledge. Uh, we've reviewed some journal articles that show that it works and we may run them through that. Some of, some of the options like medical research there's you know, no cost involved, just their time coming to the clinic and private practice side, try to be very reasonable with the veterans. And then when we're in the middle, we try and work something out. Overall, what we're trying to do is to take care of the veterans. I'm sure that many vets will want to know, how does coordination of care work with the VA? That's a good question. We have veterans that come to the clinic that have had a less than optimal experience with the VA. So they're very frustrated with that system. So they just say, it was so bad, I'm never gonna go back there again. They come to us, we'll work with them at our clinic and just leave the VA out of it. We have another group that is having trouble getting into the VA, uh, but in the meantime, 
while they're waiting, they may be on a wait list uh, four to six months. Uh, symptoms are affecting them. So what we'll do is we'll work with them. We'll do a good evaluation, get them started on treatment while they're trying to get into the VA. And when they get into the VA, we'll put a report together and send them in the door and say, good luck with the VA. Let us know if you need us down the road. Another group is I'm in the VA. I'm in the system. I've been treated by the clinicians at the VA, but I'm not getting anywhere. The medicines don't work. I can't tolerate the side effects. Some of the things that they're asking me to do might be beneficial to VA research, but not beneficial to me. So they come to us and say, can you do something better? They'll still keep the relationship going at the VA, but their treatment is really decided through interacting with us. And then there's another group of veterans where they were in, they have some incredible skills and experience. They work for the government now, either as employees or they're working with the government as contractors contractors to DOD, um, contractors to Homeland Security, or employees of various government agencies, whether military, security, intelligence, and they want absolute confidentiality. So they come to us uh, knowing that we are focused on getting them better, tuning them up so that they can perform at their best. And we've even had individuals say that in doing their due diligence on us, they knew that we had paper records. The first time I heard that, I was surprised. Why is that important? Because electronic records can be hacked. And so they are, they are staying out of a system where any of this information will get out, which might affect their ability to maintain a security clearance or to keep the contract going.